Thank you for coming on today's podcast, 365 Daily Bible Reading. Today, January the 2nd, we'll be reading Genesis chapter 3 to 4, verse 26. Let's pray. Lord, give us eyes to see, ears to hear your word as you give it to us, Lord. Full measure for your glory and your honor in Jesus' name. Genesis Why would God place a tree in the garden and then forbid Adam and Eve to eat from it? God wanted Adam and Eve to obey, but God gave them the freedom to choose. They did not understand God's reason for his commands, so they chose to act in another way that seemed better to them. Without their freedom to choose, Adam and Eve wouldn't have been like prisoners. Adam and Eve would have been like prisoners and their obedience would have been hollowed. The two trees provided an exercise in choice with rewards for choosing to obey and sad consequences for choosing to disobey. It became a matter of the will. All of God's commands are for our own good, but we may not always understand His reason for them. Sometimes trusting God means obeying Him without clearly knowing why. In these times, our trust in God's wisdom and love, not our own understanding. People who trust God will obey Him because He asks them to, whether or not they understand why He commands it. When you are faced with choices like this, choose to trust God's goodness and then work out your trust by obeying Him. One good trust exercise is having a problem you don't understand Just keep thanking God, even if it's eating your lunch. Keep at it. Keep at it. If it takes three months, just keep thanking God. If it takes two years, just keep thanking God. It's an exercise of purity, of purification. And you'll become gold. And it's a lot easier in these smaller problems than confronting large problems and not being able to handle it. That's been my experience, folks. Thanking God. For situations that bug you are are small compared to the big things coming our way if we don't, okay? We'll be better prepared, better wise, more reluctant to, to surrender, and there's no big deals to understand that God and heaven and our existence is made up of love, and love is forgiveness, love is joy, laughter, wisdom, patience, understanding, enthusiasm and and knowing that this life is brief vengeance is mine said the lord that's what we need to believe trust in understand have faith in those words that vengeance is mine it's kind of the last thing on our to-do list is to allow god to be god huh you know a little more insight on the recovered bible says that um Let's see, what does it say? It says, when Adam was questioned, notice that he blamed the woman for his problem. Oh, poor, poor girl, huh? It was an ideal situation. A man and his wife living harmoniously together in a lush, beautiful garden that God had created for their pleasure. They had enjoyed a perfect relationship with God and with each other. But when Adam and Eve gave in to temptation, they overstepped their God-given boundaries and plunged the human race into sin. 
Harmony was broken. Shame and guilt penetrated their lives and created an invisible barrier between them and God. The consequences of their disobedience and lack of self-control are with us to this day. Adam and Eve knew that they had gone against God's plan, a plan that was created with the best interests in mind, and the consequences of the sin follow immediately. Right away, they became afraid of the God who loved them so much, and they hid from his presence. They also became ashamed of their nakedness and set out to cover themselves. All righty, let's go ahead and move on to... uh, When Adam was questioned, notice that he blamed the woman for his problems. He even black-handedly blamed God by reminding God that he was the one who had given him the woman in the first place. Then Eve blamed the serpent for the problems. And And you know the old joke, the serpent didn't have a leg to stand on. Passing the buck is a standard human response to guilt. But true repentance and recovery and wisdom requires that we take a thorough inventory of our lives, accepting responsibility for everything we have done or failed to do. The very first death occurred on the same day as Adam and Eve's sin. It was the death of an animal to provide a covering for their nakedness. God's immediate provision for sin was the slain of an instant substitute to provide skins to clothe the guilty couple. The clothing they wore must have served as a reminder and engraved the sight of the dying animal in their minds, a picture of the terrible consequences of their sin. As we recognize the suffering we may have caused others, we are reminded of the consequences of rejecting God's plans for our lives. Wow, it's putting a, a lot of information in here. But the information that I see is the grace, God covering up their bodies because they're going to be cold now or they're ashamed, and God helping them. It's like when we do something wrong and God is helping us repair so we can come back, and he's helping us pay pay the bills, pick up the pieces, get a job. You know, he's just a kind, kind father. When God rejected Cain's offering, okay, we'll talk about that a little bit. Later, let's keep on reading. Okay, a 12-step devotional. So all this entails is step four. Made a searching, fearless inventory of ourselves, being honest with our past and the inability to let go and forgive is um, step four. Made a searching, fearless, moral inventory of ourselves. When made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves, many of us have spent our life in a state of hiding, a shame of who we are inside. We may hide by living a double life, by using drugs or giving others in to other addictions to make us feel like someone else, or by self-righteously setting ourselves above others. Step four involves uncovering the things we have been hiding, even from ourselves. After Adam and Eve disobeyed God, they suddenly felt shame of their nakedness, so they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. Then the Lord called to the man, Where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Human beings have been covering up and hiding ever since. 
Jesus consistently confronted the religious leaders about their hypocrisy. The word hypocrisy describes a person who pretends to have virtues or qualities that he really doesn't have. One time, Jesus said to these leaders, Hypocrites, if for you are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are filthy, full of greed and self-indulgence. First wash the inside of the cup and the dish, and then the outside will become clean too. When the real person inside of us comes out out of hiding, we will have to deal with some dirt. Making this inventory is a good way to wash the inside. Some of the washing may involve bathing our life with tears. It is only by uncovering the hidden parts of ourselves that we be able to change our other person, including our addictive, compulsive behaviors. Amen. Now for the reading of uh, Genesis chapter 3 to 426. The serpent was the shrewdest of all wild animals. <clears throat> the Lord God made one day, the Lord God had made. One day he asked a woman, did, you, did God really say, you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said, you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it, and you'll be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were open, and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness, so they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. When the, the cool of the evening breeze was blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden, so they hid from the Lord among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? he replied. I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you that you were naked? The Lord God asked. Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I command you not to eat? The man replied, It was the woman you gave me who gave me fruit to eat, and I ate it. Then the Lord God asked the women, What have you done? The serpent deceived me, she replied. That's why I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all animals, domestic and wild. You will crawl on your belly, groveling in the dust as long as you live, and I will cause hostility between you and the women and between your offsprings and her offsprings. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. Then he said to the woman, I will sharpen the pains of your pregnancy, and in pain you will give birth and you will desire to confront your husband, but he will rule over you. And to the man he said, Since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. All your life you will, all your life you will struggle to scratch a living from it. 
it will grow thorns and twistles for you. Though you will eat of its grains by the sweat of your brow, you will have food to eat until you return to the dust from which you were made. And you were made from dust. For you were made out of dust, and to dust you will return. Then the man Adam named his wife Eve because she would be the mother of all who live. And the Lord God made clothing for the animal skins for Adam and his wife. Then the Lord God said, Look, the human beings are, have become like us, knowing both good and evil. What if they reach out and take first from the tree of life and eat it? Then, God, then they will live forever. So the Lord God banished them from the Garden of Eden, and he sent Adam out to cultivate the ground from which he had been made. After sending him out, the Lord God stationed mighty cherubim in the east of the Garden of Eden, and he placed a flaming sword that, that flashed back and forth to guard the way of the tree of life. Now Adam had sexual relations with his wife, Eve, and she conceived. Welcome to the reading of January the 2nd. We're reading the New Testament now on Matthew. Lord, we thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, for the army of Jesus Christ, the army of God. The church is going forward, Lord. We thank you for the procession, the victory, the march all over the world. We are victorious, hallelujah, for what the Lord Jesus has done. We are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ who strengthens us. We are world overcomers because we are born of God. Greater is he, Jesus Christ, that's inside of us than he that's in the world. No weapon formed against us will prosper, but whatever we do will prosper in the name of the Lord. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Yep, by the blood of Jesus, the devil is defeated. By the blood of Jesus Christ, disease is defeated. By the blood of Jesus Christ, loneliness, sickness, and disease, get, get out of here in the name of Jesus Christ. You've been defeated. We are the sanctified. We are the wisdom of Jesus Christ. We are the righteousness of God our Lord. We are the redeemed. We are the wisdom of Jesus Christ. We are his sanctuary in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's get our reading going. Matthew chapter 2, verse 13 to chapter 3, verse 6. After the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, flee to Egypt with the child and his mother. The angel said, stay there until I tell you to return, because Herod is going to to search for the child to kill him. That night Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary his mother. This fulfilled what the Lord has spoken through the prophet. I call my son out of Egypt. Herod was furious when he realized that the wise men had outwitted him. He sent soldiers to kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under. Based on the wise men's reports of the star's first appearance, Herod's brutal action fulfilled what God had spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A cry was heard in Ramah, 
Weeping in great mourning, Rachel weeps for her children, refusing to be comforted, for they are dead. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. Get up, the angel said, take the child and his mother back to the land of Israel, because those who were trying to kill the child are dead. So Joseph got up and returned to the land of Israel with Jesus and his mother. But when he learned that the new ruler of Judea was Herod's son, Archelaus, he was afraid to go there. Then, after being warned in a dream, he left for the region of Galilee. Interesting that he was warned again in a dream where to go to Galilee. So the family went and lived in a town called Nazareth. This fulfilled what the prophet had said. He will be called a Nazarene. Wow. In those days, John the Baptist came to Judean wilderness and began preaching. His message was, Repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. The prophet Isaiah was speaking about John when he said, He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. John's clothes were woven from coarse camel hair, and he wore a leather belt around his waist. For food he ate locusts and wild honey. People from Jerusalem and from all of Judea and all over the Jordan Valley went out to see and hear John. And when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. Note. In Matthew chapter 2, this was the second dream or vision that Joseph received from God. Joseph's first dream revealed that Mary's child would be the Messiah. Matthew chapter 1, 20 to 21. His second dream told him how to protect the child's life. Although Joseph was not Jesus' natural father, he was Jesus' legal father and was responsible for his safety and well-being. In all this, Joseph remained receptive to God's guidance and he obeyed it faithfully. Divine guidance comes only to prepare hearts. Joseph's heart was ready to hear from God and really to respond in faith and what he heard. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. We thank you, for, Lord, for dreams and visions that come from the Holy Spirit, from angels sent to God. Lord, we just thank you, Father, for instructing us and teaching us and encouraging us to stay in your word, that this is where life starts. This is where life begins for us, Lord, the reading of your word. And we thank you for that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. More to come on Matthew. But for right now, let's go ahead and finish the uh, today's reading. Pray Psalms 2 to affirm God's reign over the whole earth and in your life. God is king ruling for eternity. Lord, we pray, praise you and we thank you for Psalms 2. Lord, that you reign over the whole earth and over our lives. God, you are king 
ruling for eternity to eternity. In Jesus' name, amen. The reading of Psalm 2. Why are the nations so angry? Why do they waste their time in futile plans? The kings of the earth prepare for battle. The rulers plot together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Let us break their chains, they cry, and free ourselves from slavery to God. But the one who rules in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Then in danger, anger, he rebukes them, terrifying them with the fierce fury. His fierce fury. For the Lord declares, I have placed my chosen king on the throne in Jerusalem, on my holy mountain. The king proclaims the Lord's decree. The Lord said to me, you are my son. Today I have become your father. Only ask and I will give you the nations as an inheritance and the whole earth as your possession. You will break them with an iron rod and smash them like clay pots. Now then, you kings, act wisely. Be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with reverent fear and rejoice with trembling. Submit to God's royal son, or he will become angry. And you will be destroyed in the midst of all your activities. For his anger flares up in an instant, but what joy for all who take refuge in him. Amen. In Proverbs chapter 1, verses 7 through 9, Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and discipline. My child, listen when your father corrects you. Don't neglect your mother's instructions. What you learn from them will crown you with grace and be a chain and honor around your neck. Amen. Notice that the word wisdom and discipline are underneath the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge. You know, when you hear the word be instructed, they're talking about be instructed about who is the creator. Where does wisdom, strength, where does life come from? Have wisdom to know that that's the true thing. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge. What's true knowledge? It's wisdom and discipline. Amen. Thank you for coming to today's reading. God bless you. More to come.